This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen in Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. I thought of Owen on Saturday because we watched the menu, and the first thing, did you do the same thing when you watched the menu? And it popped up a moose bouche. Yes. I thought of Owen. Yeah, I, thought I thought of Owen. I go, oh, the moose bouche. What's wrong? What happened? What happened? What's wrong? Oh, boy. Are we on the wrong mics again? Hold on. His should be. No, they're messing this thing up sometimes. Okay, try it out. Here we go. Here we go. Nope. Mics are down. Podcast over. We'll see you next time. Brought to you by Extend Technologies. What's going on? Have to get an here. Oh, Jesus. Wait a minute. Three. Okay, that works. Speaking to your... What are we doing, guys? Hold on. Is it going that way? Is it not working? Speak directly into your microphone. Yeah, we got something going on here. Oh boy, here we go. <coughs> Just coughing on the mic. This That'll work. Out. Is it working now? All right, we ready to go. Now. We were ready to roll. Oh my God. Nope. All right, you got 20 seconds. This is just a mess. <laughs> This is just an absolute CB. mess. What do we got? CB. Hold on. Yeah, pull that thing out. Is it Chris Van Bleet's fault? Yeah. Who's responsible for this? Who uses this room? Uh, Stevie's using it. This one works. Stevie. 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 Call Ray. Call Ray. Call Ray. Oh, Let's Owen's. Um, it's been a bad day for Owen. Well, no. Go speak into Owen's mic. Until you're ready to go. Owen, can you get him set up with chips popping a bar before he goes? Oh, we got that one. Oh, oh, Owen. Owen. Hold it. Hold it. No. Here we go, Owen. Let's see what we got here. Tap that mic. Tap that mic. Tap it. Tap it. Oh, Oh, yep, it works. Here we go. Speak into it. Oh, turn it way down. Oh, boy. All right, everybody. Okay. Speak now. It's time to have a podcast. All right, here we, we go. We are ready Judas to roll. Priest. Well, okay. boy, we've weathered the well, storm there. Here we are. The first two minutes were terrible. 
Um, and it so, says WNBC. NBC. It does. I, the big. Uh, I saw the uh, I saw the menu and I thought of Owen because of a moose bush. Which I'd never heard, even though I know I've watched every Sopranos. Because you're not a foodie like me. Oh, it is a foodie. Owen, Owen would have sat there like Tyler. I'm also a drinky. <laughs> that was a good conversation. That was nice. Boy, um, oh, oh, real quick, I, I want to say, so there had been a restaurant that I wanted to try. Oh. In the area. Or the dinner party download all of a sudden. It was a Spanish restaurant. We had a date night because we weren't able to go out on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Because we didn't have a sitter. Mm-hmm. So we had last Friday night a restaurant that we went to. And Kenny, I know that you and Liz don't have a lot of time in your schedules to just go out and go to a restaurant. Yeah. And now I'm losing that time. I, I don't have that opportunity it, as much it, lately. The time is like it's disappearing like in Back to the Future. Which is probably fine because it's just so much, it's so much money. And before that didn't matter to me. I spent my money on restaurants. Yeah. That's even when I didn't have money, that's what I spent the money on. Now we got a little bit of a window. We went to a restaurant that I feel is flying under the radar. I looked at the schedule, I mean the schedule, the menu, and I thought the menu looked spectacular. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies. Is that the restaurant? Extend Technologies? No. no. I, I looked at the menu and I said, and the location. I looked at the location, Ooh. where it was, and it's right on a main road and an intersection of another main road. I'm like, it's right next to the freeway. This is not... Is this the one you've been telling me about with the special menu? Do we not want to name names here? I mean, I can if you. If it's fine. Is it bad? No, good? it was... What is it? So I, I'm telling you... Because if it is, and you're saying you couldn't find the location of it? No, I knew the location. We drove by it all the time. But I was like looking at it from the outside. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be good. Oh, I know where you're talking about now. It's the other one. It's the one across the street from the one that you told me. About. Yeah. 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 And I finally went in, and there are just so many rare times that some place overachieves. Overachieving in life is just an amazing thing to me. We get it so few times with sports because your expectations improve. Maybe you overachieved like the Cavs did last year. Well, now the expectations are up. What did we find ourselves doing for two and a half months? Ah, win one, lose one, win two, lose two. And it's just hard to ever exceed expectations in life. How often do your kids, I'm finding this out, I'll find this out down the road, how often do your kids exceed expectations? Never. Did did you exceed expectations? Never. Does a TV show exceed? Like everybody says Mad Men is this great show. Okay, so now it's going to be hard to exceed expectations. The expectations. I think in life when something exceeds expectations, it is amazing. And this restaurant we went to did not come highly recommended. I didn't, quite yeah. frankly, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. It's not I've on a lot of Instagram stories. talk about it. And we you might, went if there. it was a good experience, you might as well name the name. Okay, we went in. It's called Sangria. And it's been around, I guess there was a cleats there before. Yes. There was something else there before that. But if you've lived in Westlake or Bay Mm. or you travel out to Avon Lake and drive down that road, Mm. you know exactly where it is. And finally we went in. The only thing I remember about Cleats is Pat Summerall commercials. Oh, that's right. It's time to put on Cleats. That's right. So we we went in there, and I mean from moment one, we had the smart-ass Portuguese waiter with the broken English. He was a ball buster. 
And you know me, I'm excited. This is a night out for me. Yeah. So first cocktail was there immediately. And I, I said, I'm going to order one that you guys had. They had a special version of their old fashioned, called it a new fashion. Ooh. He's like, ah, this is my, and he's speaking with this, with this accent. And the whole thing I got so excited about. I'm like, I'm not in Cleveland anymore. This is a bunch of uh, tapas. It's Spanish dishes. We're going to load up on these, and then we're going to mix and match. And almost the only regret I have is that there weren't four of us or six of us because when you go to a restaurant like that with tapas, yeah. you share everything. Right. So I almost feel like I can't wait to go back and try seven more things. You know, we were we were doing the octopus that was prepared. They have two different they octopuses. octopuses. They, had they, they had they had two different prepared two different ways. They had the the tuna carpaccio, which was outstanding. Outstanding. I'm kind of a a snob on that. This was outstanding. You're a snob on what? On carpaccio. On carpaccio. Yeah. Okay. And then we had uh, you know two different entrees. We tried both. They had everything. And now I feel like there are a hundred more things I can try because the menu is huge. The drinks were great. The waiter was spectacular. He made fun of us for coming in so early. And then he goes, "Oh, you must have kids, don't what you?" What time was it? We were there at five fifteen. What day was it? Friday. <laughs> See, we got made fun of for coming in. I'm like, yeah. this is awesome. This is my type of place. And now I don't want to overdo it. Like I don't want to come back too soon. Mm. Because then is It'll it ruin go- the experience? Are my expectations now too high? This kicked what ass. I found your king law though. I'm, I'm, what if you found your new king law? I might so close. It's so close to where I live. So I just wanted to start out by saying there's just so few things in life better than coming in and having an experience of whatever it is and having it be way better than you thought it would be. Amazing. Which may be a sad commentary on society that so few things, because we have everything at our fingertips. Everything's amazing. The Louis C.K. bit about the airplanes. We're all bitching on airplanes because the internet's failing. Like, are you kidding me? We're on a spaceship. We're going through the sky, sitting in a seat. This is amazing. But yet, it's tough for us to ever have anything actually meet those but expectations. A place like that, I mean, we have a our place like that where we had our great first experience was Lux. We go to Lux oh, I love that all place. Yeah. the time now because... And I've the hell is that? I've rarely it's in Gordon Square. Um it's 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 a their patio's awesome. It so is. it's mainly patio time. But uh, you know, like if it would have been a bad experience the first time, I don't know that we'd go back as many times as we've been back. Right. I think once you get that That first thing, the yeah. first time is huge. And they, hey, every restaurant, I've said this before, I I've been to restaurants. And maybe it's always a bad idea to go opening weekends or I'd, I'd get invited just because of what I do for a I living. We get you would too. You just you've made it so you're unavailable. But there I are I think people stop asking. And that, I that, by the way, that's happening with me now. I am no longer getting invited to things. That's a different conversation. But never go to a restaurant for its opening weekend or opening couple weekends because it's going to be terrible. The service is going to be terrible. They don't have their menu down yet because they try too many things, they're too ambitious, and it's always bad. I have almost never had a good experience at a brand new restaurant in Cleveland. You have to come back three months later when they figure out who yeah. their best server serving staff is. When the chef figures out, oh, this is the stuff that we can sell the, and do really the well. Second menu. Got a real Doug the, the, the second hands. menu. The menu yeah. that yeah. Then they get it down to a science. Yeah. But oh. you're right. The first experience, I don't hold it against them. I don't. I honestly have done this. There was one in particular that opened up downtown. There was a lot of fanfare right after COVID. I went to it, and I'm like, this menu is a disaster. I, the chef is great. 
but I'm not coming back for a while. But then I came back, and I had a much better time, and I'm like, you know what? I should just never go to a place when it opens. You are like me with radio shows. Because <laughs> I've had friends. We've been lucky, and I've been lucky to be here uh, a long time. I've had friends who've gotten new shows in new cities. Listen to the show. And I'm like, no. This is not, not the for time. at least a month. I will not listen to your show for at least a month. Usually two or three until I actually listen to your show. And then I'll start to listen to the show because I know it's not going to be good. It's not. It's it's. your two guys <laughs> usually sitting there. Unless you're us. And even us, we didn't know what we were doing. Because we knew each other very well. But you're two guys. I don't care how good of friends you are. You are two guys sitting there and you're basically waiting to get your kids at daycare and you're just forced conversation until you actually know each other and it takes a while it just takes a while nobody is very few people are just best friends at the very beginning and even they don't know how to communicate or put together anything so you i think it's the exact same principle which is another sad commentary and i don't mean to bogart this because i know you wanted to bring up guaranteed contracts here because i was gonna let you steer the ship because i was pretty pissed at you on third i wasn't pissed but uh Thursday, I got, so I didn't tell you this, I have a person who works for a very well-regarded NASCAR team who did not care for the behavior of Anthony and Owen during the podcast during NASCAR talk on Thursday. What was the behavior? During the podcast. Oh, you guys were patronizing and, and disinterested during uh, the NASCAR talk. That doesn't sound like us at yeah, all. Especially, uh, they were especially disappointed in Owen because they know that Owen's father uh, is a big Bill Elliott fan. And so you, they've come to, you know, they've come to understand it. But the other one, even though I grew up in the, in my Elliott family's been in the, the dirt racing mm-hmm. they industry, were very disappointed in you. So I was going to let you steer the ship. However, you just made me think of something that I talked about to to you today during a break. It might have been after our big Nick Chubb fight. I don't have any hobbies. I have no hobbies. And I brought that up earlier. And then you said, oh, I'm going to go, Lima's hobby is going to a restaurant and enjoying. That is a hobby. It's a sad enjoying hobby, though. Fo- nah, enjoying food is a hobby. Enjoying wine and enjoying that, that's a hobby. I think that's a hobby that a lot of people have. I think it's a hobby that, you know, there's other people out there who don't think that's a hobby. That is absolutely a hobby. I have zero hobbies. I have nothing. I have no other hobbies. I play, I, I play a season of college football here and there. But that's not a hobby. I wouldn't consider that a hobby. <laughs> I, it's still sports, I, and I do sports this for is a living. Great. This, this is great because I will listen to these millionaire, super rich, super famous comedians on their podcast, and all at about the age of 45, they're like, i got to start doing something because this has taken off. This has worked. I've, I've succeeded. Mm. Now what do I do? And like Bill Burr started playing the drums and taking, taking aviation classes. He's just like I yeah, got. I got the time. I got the money. I I can figure it out. I'll never have the money or the time. Um, and so he does that. I heard Burt Kreischer the other day is like, <coughs> yeah, I started taking up uh, leathering. Leather that sounds boring as hell. Leathering. What? I don't even know what that is. What? Ma- fashioning leather. Yeah, like tanning hides and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, is there going to come a day? Because now my focus has shifted. Like. Maybe if my kids, were, if I had kids that were 18 years old, now my hobby has kind of got to be. It's your kids. Spending time with a kid I never thought I'd have. Yeah. Like that to me should take up time. It, if at this stage of my life I got into watches, that is a selfish freaking hobby that only takes away but, but money the, from our family. What is the hobby ac- aspect of watches? That Just would collecting. be a collection. That's Just not collecting. a hobby. Yeah, I'm not now, if that. you got into... You don't think collecting is a hobby? I don't think collecting is a hobby. If you're actually like going in and turning the dials and you know, re- 
reworking the gears and things like that. Now, that's a hobby. There's a documentary I saw about watchmakers that was pretty it's good. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. You can get lost in understanding the engineering. But even that guy had a hobby. It was vintage cars. <laughs> of course. I swear to God. So why is it that we don't have hobbies? It's kind of sad. I think you have it hobbies makes restaurants. Me, no, it makes me feel very one-dimensional. Well, you know what? you're and a one-dimensional le- person. And it leads to the criticism whenever I say something stupid on the radio about Nick Chubb or whatever. Someone goes, man, this is all he can do for a living. He's not even good at that. And that's kind of sad. Like, I wish I had all these things I was good at, and I don't. I can speak in front of people. That's it. It's and so, no, some people don't even think I'm good at that. Uh, so they're, they're just they're hating. So it, I have I have literally gone to bed at night, especially before I had a wife, and I'd stared up at the sky, drank too much alcohol again, and wondered where is this going? And you are what, a creepy individual. What is this life that I have chosen? I had all these opportunities That's to get into depression, to get into some fun things, and all I do is watch sports and talk about others that are really good at sports. That's all I do. But in that, in that, in that, a hobby to other people, and I guess we do it. Well, for a that's living. the problem. That's true. In that, a dream. Doing what you that's do, good. you're probably not as big of, you're not as good of a sports fan as you could be if this wasn't your business. I, yeah, I also think that those things are mm. wasting time for me when I could be thinking about the show. <laughs> I'm but not going to stamp collect. It's, I could be it's one about of the, the arguments that I've had with my wife, and she's come to realize is that everything that we do, I always, it's my joke, but I'm like. Oh, no, this is show prep. Like, we go to a bar. I'm like, this is show prep. Because you never know what conversation you're going to, you know, hear or what conversation you might strike up with somebody there. <laughs> Things like, yeah. it's always, it's yep. observation, right? Yep. Everything's observation. Everything is, is show prep. Oh, Everything I do. Beca- because I always worry about, are my opinions coming from inside a bubble? You know I go out of my way to make sure that the stuff I'm saying that's coming out of my mouth is not in any kind of a bubble. And I almost go too far because I almost sometimes do our local show mm. from a national perspective, mm. which gets people really upset. Yeah, it's true. Which is why I'm not emotionally attached to the players because I'm like, if I was a host doing CBS radio and I had to talk about the Browns, what would I say? Yeah. Why are the people in Cleveland not saying the same thing? Is it that the people in Cleveland that host shows are smarter or know more? Or pay, probably pay attention more, but sometimes does paying attention more uh, skew your point of view? Because I used to do that to you all the time. I used to check you. You would start talking you about check me, Owen. other quarterbacks or other. I'm like, what do you think they say about Cleveland? Like, I would get mad because I'd, I'd accuse you of being too in the bubble. And I wonder if I'm too almost the, out, out of the bubble. bubble I got in the bubble every now and then. Mm. But as long as you have a balance of that Sorry, on the I show, though, I think you're fine. Like, think about it today when we're talking about the Cavs. We had Justin Termini on, national. He's not following the Cavs day-to-day, but he's watching the games when they're, when they're on. And well, he's prepared for the interview. And, and he always is up on our players. And then I said, okay, where do you have us in the playoffs? And he's like, all right. He goes, there is uh, Milwaukee and Boston, then a gap, small gap, then it's Philly, then a small gap, then Cleveland. And then we started going over playoff matchups and what a weakness would be for the Cavs. And he shot it right out. The first thing he said is, well, you won't have the best player in any of those series. Well, nobody in Cleveland would say that. No Cleveland Cavs fan is like, all right, we're going to the playoffs, but Donovan Mitchell's great. We say MVP when he has the ball and we all chant it and we're all ecstatic about the trade, but he's not as good as Jason Tatum, not as good as Giannis, not as good as Joel Embiid. You would never say that as a Cleveland fan. Right, I don't think... They might say it about Giannis or Embiid, but I don't think anybody in here is going to say that 
Jason Tatum is God. clearly better than nah, Donovan Mitchell. I, I think he's clearly better. No, I yeah. I agree with you. I'm just talking about average Cleveland Cavs oh, yeah. fan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're probably right. But I think they I think they do that with quarterbacks. I think they do that all day. We consume leagues differently. We do. NFL's different. The, and, and, the net, and the regular, like, there are hardcore Cavalier fans. I, well, I shouldn't say that. I think that there are people who are just getting in who do think Donovan Mitchell is one of the three best players in the NBA. And he is one of the, I think, I mean, he's played as a top ten player in the NBA. But I don't know if he's been top three player. Every now and then, he's he's had some really great yeah, nights. 70, he had a 71.9. 71. That was still in his... But, Technical introduction yeah. to yeah. the team, but in a seven-game series, are you taking him over those players you mentioned? Probably not. No offense, uh, but when it comes to, but people would get upset about that conversation. Right. When it comes to the NFL, I mean, right now you would sit there and go, Mahomes, Burrow, Burrow uh, Allen, Allen. I mean, you would you would start to name names, and then you get to Watson. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And I don't think that people would get that mad. I don't. There was a time we gotta do because, this tomorrow. Of, because of Baker Mayfield, but I don't think they would get that mad. What, well, how do you want to do it tomorrow? How do you want to do it? Let, let's, let's order it up. Let's, we know it was really bad. We know it was really bad for let, let's let's be honest. Let's I'll tell Double A to text the group. He will not text the yeah, group. Yeah, let's 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 be honest here. We've been tiptoeing around Deshaun Watson and we're like, well, he made four good throws in the Washington game, and you know, the guys dropped the balls in the Saints game and it was cold, and all those things are true. Guys, the the, the Deshaun Watson that I wanted, that I begged for the Browns to have, even when we He's went to the playoffs, yet. that was not him. But it should make you feel better. But then when I start getting all mad about people so say, Well, we gotta trade Nick Chubb. And you guys just say, I want to stuff Nick Chubb's compression shorts down my throat. And I'm saying, no, that's not true. I Yes, I like Nick Chubb a lot. But I also want to put good players around Deshaun Watson because he did not prove that he's ready to get rid of all those players. I'm getting mad again. <laughs> he, he's, he did not prove that we're ready to just lose all those players yet. Like Patrick Mahomes has more than proven that you could lose Tyreek Hill. That's why I thought it was a silly ass conversation when they got rid of, when they traded, not got rid of, mm-hmm. when they traded Tyreek Hill. That's why I think it'll be a silly or it should be a silly conversation. Well, we'll see how it works out, but I, it should be, if you trust him, a silly conversation when you separate, eventually separate Stefan Diggs from Josh Allen. It should be a silly con- confrontation conversation. But what are you going to do when it comes to Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson? Well, hold on a second. 
because does because Kirk Cousins needs Justin Jefferson yeah, he does. and needs he does. Adam Thielen and needed Joseph and needed those. Well, right now you have a guy who needs those guys, and maybe at some point we're ready to separate. I have a question for you on a quarterback. Okay, does Joe Burrow need Jamar Chase and Higgins and Boyd? Does he need them? Because I know he was pretty decent his rookie year, but he was also throwing the ball 60 times a game sometimes. He was. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I would say... Man, it, it's a great question. It's nice to have Jamar Chase. You, if you had to make a choice... There are like, some, listen, Kenny, there are some third and 15s that Burrow... Dude, Jamar Chase is freaking and, amazing. And, and, and by the way... Burrow is amazing at just nimbly well, you maneuvering do- in that pocket, staying alive just for an- But then he throws the ball, and, man, Chase but brings every con- one yes. of them this down. This is the conversation I'm having, but it's a Nick Chubb conversation. Is You want to stretch it to the exact point where you can't stretch it out anymore, and you have to make but- that decision. They did that with Tyreek Hill. We've kept you as long as we can keep you. We can't keep you any longer. we got to make a move. It will probably be the same thing. I still think there's meat left on the bone. The problem with, that with Nick Chubb, though, the problem with Nick Chubb and just comparing him because the positions are different, when a quarterback is in trouble in a game and has to go out and make plays, he can't throw it to the running back, he can, right? He can, for the most part. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, maybe you can sneak in a play oh, action oh. here and there. But well, it's why it's why McCaffrey got the load that they did because right because you can throw it to him. They could put him all over the place. I don't know why Nick Chubb can't line up all over the place. Is there some twitch stuff that's not there? Is there? I I don't know why they never Just, could use him that classic, way. He's a classic great running back, but he's a classic running back. Mm. You know, I don't want to sit there and besmirch Christian McCaffrey. Although I I told you that theory. I thought I had, he was done. I had a theory. <laughs> oh, I had a theory about Christian McCaffrey in Carolina that, that I don't loafing. want to share on the radio. He was no, well, it will. It, it, this uh, isn't radio. This is podcast. Yeah, no. Yeah, but it won't get picked. Podcasts are what gets you in trouble. Barrett what? Sports what Media would about? never Nobody aggregate does, any of our does. podcasts, especially after the. I'll say it on the radio about okay. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> I'll bandy it about it on the radio about Christian McCaffrey. I'll speculate there in Carolina and. I mean, if he was willing to look out for his future in San, San, at Stanford, why wouldn't he look out for his future in Carolina on hmm. two teams that he knew weren't going to accomplish the ultimate goal? Anyway, it's a great. Well, it's a great question to ask. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I, you know, it's weird because Burrow, of course, came in to the league with Jamar Chase. It's like right there and then they're together. And so we'll never be able to separate them, and right. there's no chance they'll ever be separated now. Right? Right? Don't you just feel that, and, that they're going to the play their whole year, careers together? The one year that Burrow was really good in college, who was his receiver? Yeah. I yeah, mean, so we'll never – that's one of the cool things I will say about player movement in sports now is that we do sorry. find out some things. Yeah. We do end up finding out things yeah. like, wouldn't it be cool if this guy played with this guy? And you never used to be able to see that stuff. Do you guys really think, if I were to look at you guys – you guys have watched, you certainly, Owen, have watched Joe Burrow a ton, too. I mean, hell. But if I were to tell you guys that Joe Burrow is nothing without Jamar Chase, that we were to have a proverbial Scooby-Doo unmasking of Joe Burrow without mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, how would you perceive me if I were to say that to you? I want Owen's answer first. Would you say I'm honest, or would you say Ken's being a Browns fan again? Probably being a Browns fan, just okay. I'm kind of in the same, but I just don't know about Burrow. I think about what, so I'm not as high on Herbert as you guys are, 
and that's my bias towards Chargers quarterbacks, I think, because I had the same thing yeah, with, with Philip Rivers. Rivers, but I think that was proven true. But anyway, I wonder what if Jamar Chase was in L.A. right now with the Chargers, what would the Chargers be and what would <laughs> Justin Herbert be right now? That's true. And I also think, though, with Jamar. And by the way, they've got Keenan Allen, who I think is amazing. But I don't think he's Jamar this Chase. Is, this is stream of consciousness here, because I, I should ask you the same question about that, because you guys both like to call me out on homerism and bring me back to reality here, and that's a good point, is with Justin Herbert, I'm not over the moon like, oh, my God, Justin Herbert's the greatest thing ever. I do think that with some quarter – like Patrick Mahomes, I think, spoiled everybody in their takes about how quick it is to get there. Because I think people look at Mahomes as – second year as his first year, even though it was his second yeah. year. But still, they look at how quickly he was able to do it, how successful he's been, and for whatever reason, that's the standard. And they do the same thing with Tom Brady. I mean, we're talking about the greatest to do it, more than likely the second greatest to do it by the time it's ever done. And that swath of Tom Brady and back to Joe Montana, there are incredible Hall of Fame quarterbacks during that time. And maybe Justin Herbert is just one of those incredible Hall of Fame quarterbacks at that time. But I do agree with Owen. I think that the media absolutely overrates him. 100% overrates him. And I think part of it is because I think the media, and I brought this up before in the air, I think the media is trying to do a makeup on it. And I think they've been doing it for the last few well, years I, because it was Tua, 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 Tua. Justin Herbert, we were looking for all the problems with him because why would he want to go back to Oregon? Right. Why didn't he want to go make money? Why didn't he want to go be a pro? And then all of a sudden we're looking like a bunch of idiots who are trying to heap praise on him to cover up all that silly stuff we said. I think there's one other aspect, and it's exactly what happened with a lot of media guys, not just locally, not just the homers locally, but nationally. I think it happened with Baker Mayfield. It's the Browns and the Bengals. These teams are not supposed to be good right. in the NFL's eyes. Right. They're just not. They're and, the butt of everything. I mean, yeah. people are still yes. talking about how is Mike Brown going to pay any of the players. Right. They they run on a shoestring. Look at their practice field setup. Uh, <laughs> didn't they just build a dome? Like, well, like they didn't the build a dome. Buddy. They just pumped some air underneath right. the it's sheet. A so- yeah, it's, yeah. A so- it's a soccer style. Yeah. It's what like, CSU has, yeah. like yes. right down the yeah. road. Like, it's embarrassing for a team that's worth a billion. Like, if the Bengals were to be for it's sale just, tomorrow, how much it, would they get? What the heck? It's every no training way. camp. I just see them walking across the street. Where the freeway goes Yeah, to goes a parking across, lot. Yeah. Yes. It's you very gotta weird. To go, yeah, you got to cross, cross an actual street where cars are passing. Yes. And get to yeah, it's, it's a joke, and it's not you know befitting of the NFL. But all I'm saying is that Baker Mayfield got the type of praise. Part of it is Mayfield deserved it. He played well. He played really well. But we were hearing some ridiculous things on just how good Baker was, what his ceiling was. And it's because the Browns went to the playoffs. The Browns became relevant again. Well, the Bengals were were just going to be, in, especially after Marvin Lewis had them at a certain level, but they were never really that great. Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow changed everything there. And, and maybe... You know, Jamar Chase has certainly helped that, but Joe Burrow's changed everything there. I mean, I, I I brought up that stat to you guys. I don't know, and I agree with you. I think there's there's a preconceived notion with the media about both teams. The, the what's frustrating what's frustrating about the Browns is the Browns spend money on their organization. I mean, they got it falling right. out of their pockets. They do. Yep. They really do. I'm They've not never, gone cheap. They are the, not. The facilities amazing. Berea yeah. is an amazing facility. Yeah, and they, they spend. They spend an obscene amount of money on those players and mm-hmm. on those teams. I can't get into some of it, but it's it's just 
for in the amount the of non, wins they have, a lot the of non-contract yeah. spending. That yeah, they, it would just yeah, yeah. Well, not just the contracts. I mean, just day to day what they do, mm-hmm. what they yes. put into the pool facility and yes. those type of things. And it would fr- probably frustrate Browns fans even more because of how much money they spend and they don't win like they should because they should. Well, at some point, you have to think that they were thinking, well, if we can't get the results on the field, what do we got to do off the? It's- yeah, but it became like it was part of it became part of the. It became part of the big conversation about the 49ers when they were winning. Like, everything Eddie DeBarlow does is first class. Well, it's a great story to tell when you're winning Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, what are you doing with your money that you're not winning? That was the Mark Cuban thing in Dallas when he first took over. Look at all this. He's even making the road locker room amazing to impress free agents. And they've gotten barely any free agents in his time. All that stuff sounds good, though. And I I I remember I asked Mo Egger what the secession plan was where – um, Mike Brown is 87 years old. Is he? Yeah, we don't realize no, that. No, I had no idea. Because one day it dawned on me, I was sitting there, because I remember Paul Brown is buried in Maslin. Yeah. And because uh, someone on Facebook, I think, had a picture with Paul Brown's uh, grave, or at Paul Brown's grave, and I'm like, he's buried in Maslin. I was like, for, you know, I'm from Perry Township. I, I was like, you think for as big a football fan as I am, I would stop out at that grave just to go take a look. I've never, ever stopped at Paul Brown's grave. And uh, I went, man, Paul Brown died. I want to say, what was it, like 1990? Mm-hmm. I think it's when he died. I go, I, I go I've never thought about how old Mike Brown is. I looked it up. I go, he's 86 Mike years Brown old. Mike Brown was born in 1935. Yeah, how old is he now? He's got to be 87 by now. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, what is, his, what is the succession plan mm-hmm. there? And I I forget what Mo had told me about it, but I think they pl- they do plan to keep it in the family. He's eighty seven. Because you got to think about if they if they were to put this. I know this is way off from where we started, but if they were to put this outside, if they were to sell that organization, I mean, what would they do with that team? Because that stadium. I mean, that stadium is. I've been to the stadium a couple. of I times. haven't been there. It's, it's kind of like ours. Yes, that's the way great I would compare. Yeah, I would say it's it's. We built ours in a hurry, but we built ours in a hurry. We were the trying only to get difference the to me is that theirs is by the major <laughs> highways and ours is not by you know it's yeah. not on ninety yeah. and seventy one. It's yeah, over on the lake. It's a fine stadium. It doesn't match, but like I know it's supposed to be a jungle, and that's why they had green seats. Mm. And it's like I don't. Yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like at least the Browns have a uniform color scheme with their stadium and stuff like that but it seems to be it does feel like green she- green seats were the cheapest yeah. ones to buy it's, it, but it, i'll tell were. you this I, I will say this it's not a it's not a ter- it's not a bad it's not bad shape it's not a bad stadium well it also doesn't isn't subjected to the weather that that we are here yeah. on the lake well they have cold days down there they sure. have famously they had one of the coldest days in nfl history down there mm. but they don't we always look at we always laugh at like Columbus weather because people are like, "Oh, it gets cold in Columbus." We're like, "Yeah, you get cold in Columbus, like it gets cold here," and I and we assume it doesn't get cold in, in Cincinnati, like it gets cold here, and so we kind of look at it in a little bit different because it is a bit of a different weather pattern there. But I, I think that those things, like you think about the types of changes that could possibly happen if the Browns made it official yet. Did they make it official yet? Did I don't know if that? the Browns have, but. Every every other reporter about uh, Bubba Ventron. Yeah. Okay. So they did. Have, so I was at least I was right. They did have someone in. in, in uh, and he's now the assistant head coach. So that's a bump. Someone was right. Someone tweeted that at me, and mm-hmm. they were right. Um. But I I wonder where Joe Burrow 
you know, does he take that pay cut to keep Jamar Chase with him? Or, you know, eventually they are going to get to a level where – was Tyreek there before Patrick Mahomes or was he there after Patrick He Mahomes? was before. Okay, Jamar was te- – wasn't he there after Joe Burrow? Yeah, a year after. Yeah, because so Joe he, came out, then COVID. Mm, Joe came yeah. out the COVID year, and Chase didn't play at all that year. Yeah. He was out for – yeah, because remember that was like, oh, it's going to kill his draft stock. No, it's not, and he was great. Um, at some point, they're, you're probably going to have to have some separation. You can't keep them together forever. And I would just assume by that time, Joe Burrow is smart. Like, could you keep them together for a, for a long enough time? If you're, if you're in Cincinnati, your goal is Joe still, he's going into year f- four. Yeah. You want him to know what defenses are giving you. That takes time. I don't care what anybody says, and Mahomes would even right. agree with that. Well, and he even says he still doesn't know mm-hmm. everything. Exactly. Yeah, I remember that. He, he said he didn't even know how to read the Mike linebacker after right. a year. I was always like, is that true? So you want to know, That's probably just a story he liked to tell so he could make people think it's. there's no way you <laughs> right. know how to read where the mic was for crying out loud. Um, you probably want to keep him together where he has his security with Jamar, and then eventually, hey, I, I'm a veteran. I know what I'm doing. I know other guys I can get to. There's a separation here. Because you gotta you gotta pay other guys. You're gonna have to eventually pay defense. Well you gotta and- think about just from a franchise and even if you even if you do go out and get your quarterback and your star receiver at the same time or a year apart like that, right? As a franchise you're thinking your quarterback's gonna be around ten to fifteen years if he really is an elite level guy, right? And if you got an elite level receiver, which is what seems that they have I still don't think you think you have him longer than seven years, maybe. So not there's anymore. at least two. Like, I was thinking about that, and I think we talked. I don't know if we did this on air or not, Lima, but, like, there you watch the way Mahomes and Travis Kelsey interact with each other, and you can tell they are, like, best friends. And the relationship that they have built and been able to read where each other's going to be and do what's going to be done is is amazing. But in five years... There's going to be a totally different guy there with with Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes is still going to be just kind of climbing into about? a yeah. window, and we're going to go old man Kelsey. Maybe he makes one last run. He misses seven games in a season mm-hmm. because he's just old and his might and miss his, the whole season. His it's parts are worn now, out, right? Yeah. Um, Didn't he have the? Wasn't it you who told me he had that like epiphany about how old he is all of a sudden? Yes. Where. Like there could be a whole nother run with Patrick Mahomes at yeah. some point. He will just he He's will just be not going to be there. He will have been done for five years he'll in be, the NFL. He'll be Joe Thomas retired, yeah. coming back doing the they bang the drum before the game, and well, that's look what at, he'll be doing. Look, look at uh, New England. Man. I mean, from Aaron Hernandez to Hernandez. you know where where they are now or where they were with Gronk. Right. Look at the different white. I was just combine them all the white receivers that he's had. Yeah, all the guys that would make those tough catches over the middle, um, and then it would you know there'd be a different guy every four years. Right, but that that is that is the case. I always wonder about like Josh Allen. I'm watching Josh Allen in the playoffs, and I'm watching Diggs get get like seriously upset with him. Like, do you ever think that will happen with Jamar Chase and Burrow? Because they've already gotten to the Super Bowl. I feel like. Chase has had all the questions answered by Burrow. He's never going to question him from here on out. Right. But that hasn't happened with Josh Allen. Well, Diggs is Josh the, Allen had some bad moments. I to, but I told you also that, Di- well, I actually thought of that. There was another meme I found, and this is on Twitter. I got I to get off the internet. I've been on the internet too, 
because you know why? Because we're out of football season, yeah. so you're looking at the internet more. I, I am too. Topics. Um, I saw the meme where it says the look on your face when you've been that close to the Super Bowl so many times. And I go, how long does that last? How long does that last? Mm-hmm. I can't believe you brought that up. So thank you so much for bringing that up because then, like, all right, what if you get to the divisional round and all of a sudden you get upset? Like, what if the Bengals get upset next year in the divisional round? Like, I assume the Bengals are going to be a good team again next year. What if? You, what happens if you get upset? Does this turn into a Bills situation? Because Diggs, Diggs, I understood. I understood Diggs being upset. You're twenty. He's twenty nine, isn't he? Yeah. How many chances? Yeah. Twenty eight, twenty nine. He's older than we think. I mean, he was twenty seventeen was the year that was that they made it to the NFC Championship game. The the Vikings did with um, what's his name? Used to be the backup here, uh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. And oh, and that's Diggs, right. And Diggs the is the guy, guy that caught that caught that big pass against 29. the Saints. By the way, the first thing you look up... That feels like that was 10 years ago. What's the first thing you look up? We'll leave him with this. I'll tell him already. What's the first thing that pops up when you Google stuff on Diggs? Uh, Diggs trade would come with a major cap charge for the Bills. <laughs> it happens everywhere. All because bad body language. Sorry. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.